to. And uh, when we started off, we usually say something along the lines of, how you doing, Jared? <laughs> I'm good, Chris. It's good to see you, man. It's been in, like a while. I was having Chris withdrawals. <laughs> like really, there's so many times. Shot for that, I don't know, but I'm glad that texts work overseas because we were able to, you know, yeah, keep in touch a little bit. You know, I was using that Denzel Washington GIF and getting no replies, and I think you did the same. Well, I, it's what? it's problematic. Is it at best? <laughs> Denzel can say that. <laughs> Listen, Denzel's got a lot. I was using like him slamming the door during a live play and whatever. There's a lot. Of, a lot That's of not good the one Denzel you sent gifts. me. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Steve-O shot me on too with that one. Yeah, it's like, um, ditto. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, what do we got going today? I want to introduce our guest tonight. Mr. Brent Lyons of the Solving Sounds podcast. Howdy, fellas. A fine, <laughs> fine podcast that I suggest everyone who listens to this. Because you like music, listen to the Solving Sounds podcast because he, that's all he does is talk to musicians. Well, thanks, Jared. I really and appreciate you, that, man. And if you listen to this show, you might know one or two of the musicians that he talks to. There you go. Or he talks to very illustrious people. I was listening to your, your first episode today with Steve Bergstrom. Yeah, um, hashtag friend of the pod, right? Yeah. Also, Jerk. also hashtag flat earther. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you know oh, that about Steve yep. Bergstrom. He's got problems. You no, know, I didn't guys. know that, but it doesn't surprise me. At the same time, <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah, it's like you just know something's up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Brent, you've been doing the show about nine months. You just told me that's about right. That's that's amazing. Love it because I, you know, I, I try to listen to local podcasts, and I, actually, I try yeah. to listen to musical podcasts. Yeah, because I started listening to too many podcasts, and I stopped listening to music. So now if I listen to only podcasts about music, I feel a little better about it. But yeah, check so all the boxes. I, yeah. And so I listen to, you know, I try to find local podcasts and, uh, you know, it's just a lot of, everyone has a podcast right now. It's true. the thing. I have and, one. You yeah. have one. <laughs> Throw <laughs> Here a we rock. Are. Yeah. Throw a rock, hit a middle-aged guy with a podcast. Yeah. And uh, so it's not all gold. Yeah. Yeah. Know, it's it, funny, actually, that reminds me, uh, you know, when we were, when I was younger, it's like. You tell people you just met, hey, check out my band. And I feel like the new version of that is like, hey, listen to my podcast. Exactly. It just evolves. You know? Yeah, but you don't have to leave the house or pay a cover charge, so it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're you're going, um, what you were just talking about with JD, went to the practice space. Yeah. Are you mostly going to other other spaces to do it? I try to. I think it's super cool to get in other people's space. This being an excellent example, I'm loving the <laughs> studio here, fellas. I feel like I've been transported to another musical world in it's here. It's Red man. October in this piece. I feel like I'm backstage at like a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert or something, <laughs> man. I'm digging it. It's the socks, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I knew. I told Chris that would be weird. He didn't want to listen to. Yeah, no, man. Uh, if I'd known about the wardrobe, I would have, you know, came prepared. But uh, next time, walked right into that yeah, flip flop wearing yeah. ass. We're coming yeah. in here. Yeah. But I always think it's super cool to go to someone else's space and just kind of see where they're creative or just kind of where yeah, it happens for them. But it's funny. Most of the time, they'd rather just come to my house, which is great because that means I don't have to like load my gear up and break it all yeah, down and yeah. do all that nonsense. So. It's about 50-50, my house, and on location. Yeah, you you just take the same setup regardless where you're at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's kind of a pain in the ass, too. A little bit, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, it's and your podcast sounds good, too. Oh, thanks. Nice work. Thank you, man. I I really appreciate that. That means a lot coming from a fellow (laughs) podcaster. But it's funny, all my gear I bought for music, like recording 
in my house doing home demos and stuff mm-hmm. and it just conveniently also applied to podcasting yeah, I, I fully uh, identify with that yeah it's, it's a smooth crossover it really is what, yeah. do you, what do you do um as far as keeping your sound because i was listening to a few episodes today and you have a real you've got a real smooth way of talking to people and, oh, and getting that inside um attitude towards creating music oh it's, thanks it's, a, it's and that's a tough one to put your finger on yeah, uh, I don't think I really even know what I'm doing that's working, to be honest. I think some of it is I just, uh, I've been, you know, in the trenches as a musician for so many years, right. so I feel like I can relate to a lot of the things that other musicians want to talk about. And yeah. and in other music podcasts I hear, it's a lot of the times it's very, like, vague or kind of high-level stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want to get in the weeds, man. Yeah. I want to get <laughs> deep into it. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of musicians are into that because they don't get the opportunity to really do that very often. I love the hot jazz master talk today. Oh, nice. so that was, uh, you had me there. I was oh, like, it's yeah. awesome because yeah. you know I, I geek out about shit too, like that. So it's 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 great. Yeah, I can never tell if people are going to get into you know mastery bridge talk and pick up talk if that's going to be you know hot with the audience or not. But uh, it's a niche market. But it, the people that appreciate that they really appreciate it yeah it's always fun when i go to like a local show or something and i'll get like two or three people that say something that always means the most man it's like yeah i've I've found my my people (laughs) it's like you understand me it's the new frontier (laughs) yeah give me uh give us a rundown that you've been playing around town forever sure um the bands you've been in yeah uh radio telescope was probably the biggest band i was in i was i played guitar in that band i think we went from like 2012 to like 2016. Yeah. Um, I played with the uh, Stereo Creeps for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played uh, drums uh, when they were in, in between drummers. I kind of jumped in. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I played uh, in Estocar. I don't know if you know that band. Um, uh, Lance was on the podcast. I think he was on one of the early episodes, maybe number four, something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, Estocar is a cool band. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like up tempo. Like I don't even know. It's like Talking Heads meets like B fifty twos, but like right. but like rocking. <laughs> I'm there. I'm <laughs> yeah. There for it. And um, since then, I've been in a couple of bands. Like I was in one with uh, We Are Not Mel Torme, who I think has played <laughs> with uh, Pilot, if yeah, I'm yeah. not mistaken, yeah, at a so. Province Tavern, maybe. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, did spot. you play that show? I think I was out of the band already okay. at that point, but I was in the audience. It wouldn't. Su- oh, okay. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me if we just had played somewhere together. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, it's so incestuous. Because it's that, it's that kind of like that earwig yeah. uh, nucleus that yeah. everyone just kind of revolves around. It's so funny you say that. I was kind of like taking stock of my interview guests a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, all these people are earwig people. Like, I need to branch out. Like, I realized how small my little world was. I was like, oh, man, I got to, like, branch out of this earwig circle. There's yeah. other people out there I got to shed some light on, you know? But it's a cool little scene. and we're, Yeah, it's we're, real cool. We're kind of part of that, I guess. We we know all those bands, and we we recorded with uh, with uh, uh, Don Don over yeah, yeah. there. And, Are you thinking uh, about having Don on the show? Yeah, I would. He's got to be the white whale, right? Yeah, it's funny. I think it's kind of cool because so many people have um, referenced him, 
that the people that don't know me are like, who's this Don guy? And I think it's kind of fun to like tease it out a little sure, bit. Sure, man. <laughs> Wait for like a real momentous episode, like yeah. the one year anniversary or yeah. something. Then you get... Or like the hundredth episode yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You got to really make it pay off. Yeah. But I think it's kind of fun just to be like, man, this, we keep hearing about this Don guy. Who is this guy? <laughs> and it just, I never pay it off. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> shout out to Don because he's, Don's the man, he's man. a sweetheart. He's a, he's a great producer, wonderful yeah. engineer. Our our problem was that we went in there kind of a little half baked. We were just, we just going to uh, blow off a single. We thought, yeah, and we ended up in no fault of Don's. We we did these two songs and we just got them back. And we're like, we're not. We don't even know these songs. Like, oh what, wow! Why do were these, this was some expensive? Not even that expensive. But Don's very reasonably priced. I want to say, but it was. Uh, <laughs> some some pre-production that we did <laughs> but uh yeah no fault of don's no not at all not at all uh we came in half-assed yeah and sometimes and sometimes don can work with that if you're open sometimes. to it if, it, if it's like boys you need some coaching like put me in i can help you out yeah you know? i mean there yeah we don't even yeah we don't play those lines anything like that anymore so oh it wow was, it, it was uh Little scrap, yeah, yeah. But did you ever do the sessions with Steve? I did do a session with yeah. Steve. One of the scariest moments of my life, man. It's kind of daunting, right? It's yeah. really, it really like rocks you to your core as a musician. Mm-hmm. You just realize, like, I don't have the goods, man. And these people, <laughs> they're all going to figure it out the second I get in there. But Don is so good about. Uh, he's very like he's a kind man and i've always yes. i've always worked with producers who are total ball busters mm-hmm. and i kind of need that a little bit yeah I'm, yeah i'm i'm like a, yeah that was pretty good whatever close enough guy yeah i i i can't change yeah <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so i need a producer's like um that sucked mm-hmm. uh, why don't you try that about three or four more times and let's yeah. uh get the work done don was always like uh you know that was pretty great um i'm just gonna why don't you do that one time for me because i think you're really close and you just yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i was like oh well yeah (laughs) so he taught me to love again nice big up don he does that to people man (laughs) you're not the only one yeah he changed uh studios from being in soho to somewhere else right yeah Yeah, he's in uh wallingford now yeah with the black lodge yes he's got the black lodge from twin peaks and is is his basically his entry to that's the foyer what do you call that the yeah uh anti-chamber what would you call yeah that? yeah <laughs> pretty sure that's it really it really sets the tone it's like the yeah. first thing and it's just on the middle of this like random sidewalk there's like a mini mart next to yeah. it and it looks like nothing from the outside the darn good groceries right? the darn good you're Not exactly right spot but if you know where the darn good groceries yeah, man. is are they a sponsor of the podcast? They, they are now. Yeah. I like it. They got merch. Did you know yeah, that? They, they got, have their own merch. They got four loco in there, two yeah. for two fifty. Yeah. Get in there. I never understood why a mini mart would need their own t shirts, but I I bought one. I saw it. Oh, I was, for real? I was right. well, I walked past it so many times. I was talking, I was like, what mini mart sells their own merch? That's ridiculous. Who would be like crazy enough to buy one and then enough <laughs> sessions go by? It's like I this need to buy guy, that shirt, dude. That's a pretty good mini market. They're taunting me over there, dude. I can't let that stand. <laughs> oh, I guess I should mention the album that we're here to talk about today. You want to get into so, it? Uh, what time else, is what else are we going to do? Yeah, we're here. Mics yeah. are hot. Dinosaur Jr., their second album, You're Living All Over Me. Which I'm totally glad you picked that dude, because... such a good call. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. And this one came across, uh, again, just us texting back and forth. He said that you're going to come in as a guest and you're calling this Dino Jr. album. Yeah. It's like, oh, nice. 
Because it's filling in my gaps. That's okay. what I love about it. Because I knew, uh, being a guitar player, I know, of course, I know Jay Maskus, and, and, and I totally, I got it. Yeah. You know, back and, to the jazz master talk. Yeah. Yeah. But I never really listened at the time. And then, you know, I was pretty young um, <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Okay. I used to okay. Be young. But <laughs> I didn't get here. it. I didn't get it at the time. <laughs> sure. I, I got the guitar playing. Yeah. But like to me, he was like, uh, who's the other guy? Uncle Fester with the. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, oh yeah, Billy Corgan. Now, I, I, Billy Corgan. Like, the motherfucker could play the guitar. Yeah. But he his voice sounds like a weed whacker hitting the tall grass. Well, I, well, it's I, funny. I was a little nervous after I picked this this album because I was like, oh, man. I kind of forgot for a second. Like, Dino can be kind of a refined palette. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not for everybody. Right. Especially but, the early records. But with my 43-year-old ears as opposed to my 17-year-old ears. Yeah. You know, at 17, you're like, what's this? He can't sing very good. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, that shit's the real. That's the true, true coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you, you kind of have to approach it with that in mind because next thing you know, and this happens on this album, um, you're getting sucked into Jay Maskus' world. Well, yeah. Oh, like yeah. You're, you're getting real deep into his head. And to draw that parallel with Billy Corgan, um, Jay Maskus definitely has some ideas of how he wants the song to go. For sure. And I think this album, the lineup changes after it. Another favorite band comes out of it because of this. Um, and uh, and you can just tell that Jay Maskus... Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's one of your favorite bands? That's cool. Yeah. I, so, uh, Harmacy is like... Yeah. A, a great album. Yeah, Harmacy and Bake Sale are my big two Sabado nice. albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't even know that parallel or that um, junction yeah. that we're going to find out about on this album. Right after this album, huh? And well, I think on they actually do one song. more. They okay. do Bug, but you're right. It's yeah. like one more, and then he's gone in like 89, 90. But yeah. This, I, had, I had no idea. I saw the parallels to it. All of a sudden, I'm putting two and two together just because, you know, I'm really paying attention to this album, having to look a little bit deeper into it. That is. I think most illustrated with this first track. Oh, um, yeah. I love what it. a transition. I love, yeah, I'm trying. This guy's a professional over here. <laughs> really 1987, mind you. Yeah, yeah. Good way to start a, to start a second album, first track. I mean, you just jump right into it. There's no intro, it's just you're in the middle of something. Yeah. Definitely sounding like they're being put out on SST right here. That's right. <laughs> and then this. And it just totally switches gears. Yeah. I think this sound right here is indicative of both bands, of both Dino Jr. and Sebadone, because yeah, yeah. of those two guys right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, here, you know, it starts out with that hardcore sound, with the screaming. Wawa. Yeah, yeah. there's just a lot of wah-wah. really sad, melancholy, beautiful melody that he's singing right there. Yeah. And now you get a little bit he's of solo in. J here. Yeah. Yeah. What's cool about um, that part, we just heard that vocal part, is uh, Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth actually did a backing vocal on that. So that's Lee no and Jay together. Wow. Yeah. They already had the Sonic Youth thumbs up at this point. Right. Uh, which they share producers. Oh, I didn't know that was cool. Which must be the connection. Yeah. Or just cool East Coast bands hang out together. I don't you know. Probably yeah. that. 
The other cool thing about this song and almost every song in the album is that the arrangement is so crazy. Like, I don't think one part has repeated yet so far. It's right. just like intro, I guess, I don't know, chorus, verse, bridge. Like, it's yeah. just what's happening. It's, right. so, it's not just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. And I should, I should say, too, this track's called Little Fury Things. Which this this album does not lend itself to quick reading of the song titles because you, yeah, little fury things which I yeah. called little fury things for about a week. Yeah, yeah. They, some some of the titles stick in your mouth. Yeah, and they don't spell very well. I'm just gonna say, mm. shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love that melody. Yeah. yeah, this is the part with Lee, I think. Yeah, there's somebody in there. Yeah. Buzzbox boy. <laughs> One thing I love about this part that I use a lot in my own playing is I love how the music is just going completely bonkers right now. It's just totally chaotic, but Jay's singing is just totally calm and normal, yeah, and it's just, just this weird dichotomy of just kind of a chill vocal with just insane chaotic music going he's on. He's transcending the, the whole thing. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I have to say that when I when I put this album on the first time after talking to you, I realized I didn't know any of these songs. Yeah. So it was fresh ears I got to listen to it with, and uh, I think I'm a late in the life uh, dinosaur junior fan now. <laughs> uh, now I got you know what? How many albums they got? Oh, dude, so I, many. I mean, I remember when they they got hot in the '90s. Yeah. Because so many bands that were getting hot in the '90s were citing these guys because they've been around. I mean. They're like the replacements with better guitar, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're coming up same time as the Pixies. Like, yeah. They were the, the guys that inspired all the guys. I think yeah. the song, I Feel Your Pain. Or I oh, feel yeah, your that pain. was big. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, that felt like that was the real transition one that, yeah. that got into most people's head. Yeah. That was yeah. like a mainstream hit, which is like yeah. crazy. On the radio. Even. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen them live? Oh, yeah. I think I've seen them Live more than any other band. No, probably. I've probably seen them like five or six times live. Uh, <laughs> one of the loudest shows ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just, for, for a three-piece, and we can bring this up. Best, best three, a hot three-piece. Hot, hot three-piece? Oh, best three-piece ever? Ooh, wow. I mean, I love Dino. Relax. Right? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I love Dino. I, I came to you guys with this band. I don't know if yeah, yeah, I yeah. would say they're the best trio of all time. Yeah. No, I'm, they gotta I'm, go, I'm with you on that. They got to go up against... Uh, Band of Gypsies. Yeah, no. So we got an argument bring it up a couple weeks time. ago doing Axis Bold as Love, whether the experience was better than the Gypsies. Wow. And we all know the Gypsies were better. But anyway, I we'll just keep moving on. It's, 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 fine. it's fine. It's fine. guess we'll just have to agree to disagree, it's fellas. <laughs> every every three-piece, I'm going to bring that question up. I do have a police poster on the wall. Uh, so dude, when a, you said, like, trio, power, uh, police was, like, the first band that jumped into my mind. He's got the edge because he's singing and playing bass, which I think is the most yeah. impossible thing in the world. Well, the other band I was going to say is Rush. Same thing, bass. Oh, yeah. And playing keys and with, his with his feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Canadian he, I overachievers. Think, I think during, during the live tracking of Tom Surrey, he's also doing macrame. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's talented. Because he's, he's bored. Yeah. He's bored. No big deal. <laughs> and he loves plants. Indoor what was plants. their second album? Who's like, Rush? So you got Fly by is Fly by Night the first one, or is it That's self-titled? Him. Maybe Fly by Night is the. Oh, I got to do some research yeah. because we might be able to. Whoop! Dude, All this, right. there's so much out there. So much. We're gonna milk this for yeah. We you know, we're gonna break it down into seasons. We said we'll do oh, nice. we'll do second albums until we're tired of that. Yeah. 
but as as we're finding out there's a shit ton of good second albums so we might just do this for a while nice where's the second song on the second album once it cracked spelled with a k dinosaur making junior, you work for it dinosaur junior need to go to school oh that bass that's a rickenbacker bass yeah let, <laughs> let me style yeah i heard they're trying to get that like motorhead sound out of the bass mission accomplished yeah. Upbeat follow up to the first song. Yeah. You know? Keeps you right into the album. And this is Reagan era rock. <laughs> I mean, just, just to put you in the right place in time. Yeah. Jesus. And as I mentioned on SST Records, which is like the guys from Black Flag, so that's why you get this right here. And it's a shame because I was at this time in place. I was just like Def Leppard. Yeah. Thing is, I would have dug the shit out of this if somebody would have told me about it. My twelve-year-old self. Yeah, that's filthy. Yeah, that's just filthy right there. That's the perfect word to describe that wall solo. It's like half about the pedal, half about like the production quality. I feel like that helps with like the gnarliness, like the rawness of it. Yeah. You know? Very mid-rangey and just yeah. Something that I'm appreciating with this whole album um, is the live tracking. That's how they did it. Yeah, there, there's you feel um, the tempo swings, you know, from part to part where they speed up. And that's going to happen in the next song. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's you can just see them in the in the studio just sawing away at these songs. Right. Um, and again, I think Jay Maskus had the he's also a drummer um, and had the idea of what kind of drum parts he wants to lay out the whole the whole uh, vision of the song and whatnot. Which I've never worked in a band that has that dynamic. Um, but. I didn't know that about Jay Maskus coming into this, um, that he has that. Uh, him and maybe Corgan takes a page out of it, but like, this is how I want it to go. And to listen to this album and hear the arrangements, right? Fucking guy had a point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, he, he definitely saw where, where he wanted these songs to go. And even coming down into the, the drum fills, I'm wondering how much did Murph had, have to do with adding the color to the tracks, or was Jay Maskus really trying to say, I want this to go here. I want this. Like, how much was he roping this in mm-hmm. to the point that it seemed like it fractured the band for a little while? Yeah. I think he had, like, every beat and every fill, like, dialed in and was, like, wow. showing Murph, like, line by line how to play it. Wow. <laughs> what, what's crazy about uh, Jay playing drums is he was actually in a band with Lou before Dinosaur Jr. They were called Deep Wound. And they were just kind of like a hardcore punk band. It's like teenagers who, like, don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing, just kind of making noise. But he actually started on drums, and then like that scene kind of died out, and they started playing guitar. And then he brought in Murph and just taught him what to play, and then just brought in Lou to play bass oh, wow. from Deep Wound. And it's funny, uh, I heard this interview with Lou where he was saying, yeah, Jay didn't really care about bass, so he just let me do whatever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, the guitar and the drums, I gotta like lock that in. And he's like, bass... 
I don't care about bass. Just come in, come in, do whatever. <laughs> Good thing Lou got to be Lou, though. Yeah. I mean, as the intro to that song would have... Yeah, that's filthy, as somebody said. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> Once again, don't read it fast. Sludge Feast. Not a sludge fest. Oh, and the fuck. Okay. Like the last 30 seconds of this song would have blown my little 14-year-old mind. Oh, yeah. The groove at <laughs> the end. So- yeah. This is where it gets a little, like, metal to me, I feel oh, like. Yeah. Right. Especially at the ending. A little I'm more, like, headbanging. I'm hearing the early tool in this, too. I'm hearing the, those guys who listen to this. This is basically the beginning of Jerk Off from Opium. Yeah. Or something yeah. off of Sabbath Volume 4. Totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. Don't you think I know what I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you... This is all about Sabbath. That's yeah. like a great comparison. You definitely hear the connection. And now with the third song in, they can they can ride an intro for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, one of the crazy things about this song and then the very next song is there's barely any lyrics and it's just like four lines said over and over. Yeah. Like there's nothing to it vocally. This was all the stuff that dudes up here were listening. Like them and like Black Flag by this point had slowed down and we're doing, you know, like... Yeah. I war. Yeah. It's just like this is all proto grunge right here. Yeah. Hey, I just Ooh, used the wow. G word. Whoa. I know. I know. I used the G word. <laughs> <laughs> well, you developed the word symbiote, didn't you? Or no, what no, was it? No. Symbiotic? Ro- robot sim- simulant? Simuloid. Simuloid. <laughs> Sounds legit to me. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. It's trademark now. <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. is definitely one of the bands that you can play three seconds of and you know exactly who it is yeah. especially if you hear the lyrics or, yeah. you know that signature voice yeah. that is kind of how uh, I think even before Feel the Pain I had purchased a uh, Kiss tribute a- album which I don't like Kiss at all hold on I think Sunny Day was taking notes too. Oh, nice! Is that not a Sunny Day move? Totally. Anyway, Good what call, was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> but, but that part's so dope. I want to play it. Like, I want to fucking sit down and play that fuck part out of the way. You're talking about how much you hate Kiss. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> but you know, this was the era of the tribute albums, and everybody and their brother had a tribute album. Yeah. And I hated Kiss, but I loved Lenny Kravitz with all my heart, and him and uh, <laughs> don't laugh. Him and uh, Stevie Wonder covered Deuce. And I was like, oh, I'm buying this. And this was, you know, pre iTunes. This is like sure. 95 or something. And so you just had to buy the whole album. And Dinosaur Jr. is on there and they do Going Blind. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that. And I loved it. I was like, oh, these are. These guys are legit. Yeah. Garth Brooks was also on that album. <laughs> also legit? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen him live. <laughs> but I'm from Sumner. I hear he puts on a hell of a show. That's what I heard, too. I He's know David of- Lee Roth of country music. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's saying something. I, I believe it, though, just based on the, what I've heard from the people that love him. They, they swear by it. Good night. It's Comodo. I've seen these guys play twice. First time was up in Toronto and uh, going to college. And that's where... I started listening to Dinosaur Jr. So it's like maybe 93. And uh, Whatever's Cool With Me came out. Yeah. And I just, I 
to this day, I still just roll that thing from time to time. This is a great album. It's uh, one of my faves. Yeah, <laughs> man. I didn't know you were on board since '93. That's awesome, dude. But it was, it was totally being exposed to music from new people I'm meeting in school, yeah. and everybody, and about five, six of us, jumped into my truck, drove across the border to go see Dinosaur Junior in Toronto. It was an awesome experience. They fucking were so loud and yep. amazing on stage. But just without, like, this big fanfare. You know, they're not putting on a giant show. They're just standing no, up there. No lasers. They fucking, this is the... This is the thing. Get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is when you walk over to stereo and crank it up yeah. a little bit more. There is no part of me in 1987 that would not have ate that up. Right. I just didn't have any cool older brothers or anything that hit me. Down. But see, you're so you're you're a bit younger than us. Even how yeah. how do you come into Dinosaur Junior? So I got a VHS tape yeah. of uh, this. It was a Sonic Youth uh, video. It was called like 1991, the year punk broke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know it? It's a documentary, right? Kind of. It's like half documentary, half live performances. Okay, it's yeah. Sonic Youth and Nirvana on a European tour, and they have like other people coming on. And I've seen the, Dinos- ba- the backstage footage where they're yeah. spraying the, the uh, champagne everywhere. Yes, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dinosaur Jr. was one of the bands on that video. And I saw that, and I was like, who are these guys? I need to check this out. And it's crazy because I actually got. Um, Without a Sound, which was, came out in like 94, 95, which was after Where You Been. Mm-hmm. And it, it was good, but it was not what I was expecting because I was watching the video from like 91 where they're playing like songs like this, yeah. you know, and um, in 94, they had kind of polished their sound a little bit. It was like a little bit nicer. I'll major say label money. Yeah. Ma- yeah, yeah, major label money. But I was like, you know, this is it's good. It's not quite what I thought it was going to be, but whatever. And then I went to this album next, and I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> here, here it is. Yeah. This is it. And then I just, it was all over. Yeah. And it hit me at the perfect time because I was just starting to write my own songs. And I kind of have like a nasally, whiny voice anyway. And, you know, I was all about, you know, <laughs> making noise and freaking out on guitar solos yeah, and just yeah. going nuts. And, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like Jay Maskus is doing exactly what I've always wanted to do, but like a million times better. <laughs> so, like, he was like the North Star for a couple of <laughs> years. Like, I was just like, I'm just doing whatever this guy does. That's some good navigation, though. Yeah, yeah that's so. a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> Your patron saint. Yeah. But I was like you. I didn't have any cool older siblings like yeah. show me what was cool. So I had to kind of discover everything on my own. Right. So. Yeah. I was. I mean, I had a straight like pop upbringing. Yeah, me too. Like my, top forty, right? Yeah. Oh, Casey, Casey Kasem on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Every Sunday, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I got my first radio, not like a radio radio. It was a clock radio. Yeah. An AM clock radio. And I remember we lived in Central Point, Oregon, and I could pull out of Medford KYJC, the the, the pop station. So that was like '83, so I'm in like second grade, and I'm getting when doves cry. <laughs> yeah, Thriller, the whole thr- the whole Purple Rain, the whole Thriller <laughs> thing is going down. Bruce Springsteen, Madonna. I mean, it was just like, and that 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 got cemented into my brain. I love a good melody. I love. I'm a sucker for all that shit. Um. 
but then you get introduced to the power of the electric guitar at some yes. at some point. But you drag that along with you. What were we talking about? <laughs> Where were you when? I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what we were talking about. No, but that's about. what I appreciate about him now, and I appreciate his voice now. Yeah. I, I really do. Like having, you know, having lived in my own voice now for a while and figuring out, like, oh, that's just what he's doing is actually dope. You know, he's not trying to put on some kind of airs. No, he's not or, putting on an effect. No, that's, that's straight. That's a straight channel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm listening to, you know, in 1987, I'm listening to Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about the extent of like rock and roll and, you know, um, things that are driving coming off of, um, kid music prior to that, I guess, mm-hmm. um, turning on around to, and we've talked about this a bit, but Van Halen to the Jane's addiction to into college. Yeah. You know, that bridge. I don't know. I, you know, I remember listening to standing on the beach, uh, and, and, and cure B sides, mm-hmm. you know, that album and stuff. I don't know if I would have been able to really digest this. This is everything I wish I was cool enough to appreciate in 1987 without the capacity to appreciate it in 1987. Cure is going to come up later. Oh, yeah. Rock yeah, and yeah, Hall of yeah, Fame? Sure. Hall of Fame talk? Well, the, uh, the bonus oh, track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. It, it just... How uh, can I forget? We'll just, we'll just let that be. But that would, yeah, this is the time when I started getting into Cure, too. Like yeah. that was, I went that way. Yeah, yeah. Come out of Def Leppard and Van Halen into The Cure because the girl across the street was super cute. And she used to always pinch her parents' weed sack. And we'd go sit in her room and smoke weed and listen to The Cure. I'm telling you, dude, the first thing I'm doing with a time machine is going back and hanging out with you in in these days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It went unrequited, but I did get a love of The Cure out of the whole thing. And some weed out of the deal. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a nice (laughs) afternoon. Glass half full, man. Yeah, yeah. That's why I like you, Brent. (laughs) This is the lung. I feel like every band in my high school was trying to sound like this coming up. Like this song specifically. Yeah, and this is another one where there's hardly any vocals in it at all. It's almost all instrumental. Right there. Just that, that <laughs> oh, yeah. speed up. It's so nice. Didn't they release this album under the name Dinosaur and then they had to recall it because they got sued? And I this is where they right. got that. This is like the album that Dinosaur Jr. was born. I think that's right. Yeah, because uh, they were just Dinosaur on the first one. Yeah. And there's a super group named Dinosaur. Who, or, really? Yeah, who said, uh, nope. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I, I was reading the same thing, but I forget who was in that. It, it's kind of like yeah. the traveling Willoughby's, but not yeah. not those guys. We got a little Cold War going with a band called Pilot to Bombardier from Nova Scotia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I and, talked to JD about that actually yeah. on my podcast. And they're they're actually really good, but they're like really like uh, rootsy, like America or Canadicana. I don't yeah. know. They're from Canada. I don't yeah, know no, totally. Kind, kind of garage Canadicana. Yeah, yeah, totally. Little, slop, no slapping or popping or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're just trying to see who can be least successful and, and lose this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was funny, I was talking to JD about that, because I was trying to listen to as much pilot stuff as I could. Oh, you found I, I was, like, listening 
Volunteer album, and then it like kept going on Spotify, and I was like, man, these guys really took a turn on their next album. Like, <laughs> they got range. They're, they're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not bad, right? No, like, it wasn't for bad. what they're doing, they're actually pretty it just good. Was not what I was expecting. And they got more albums than we do. You find that with uh, typical second albums, um, where that band's either going to double down on what's making them popular, or use that album to take an artistic turn sometimes right into a wall sometimes yeah. into a whole different uh-huh. you know um, kind of like a radio head yeah. you know just open up a whole different arena that they can play in it seems like Dinosaur Jr. has that has that straight vein and it just gets more polished as it, as it continues on yeah I was actually listening to the first album before I came in today because I kind of wanted to have it in my head and uh you can tell they're still figuring it out. Like, it's so new, this new sound they're working on. There's, you can tell in the first album they're still figuring it out. Like, they haven't, like, perfected it yet. Because you can tell when you listen to this album compared to the first one. Like, it's just miles and miles ahead. Yeah, there's a lot of confidence behind this album. Yeah, and they just I think they just dialed it in. They found it, and they just really mastered their sound. And it's like the age-old thing, like, uh, if you make the album like the album before, they say you're not being creative, but then you make that departure, and was like, oh, we really miss the old shit. Yeah. Remember when they used to be good? Yeah. Yeah, I hate it when what people miss my old shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about the, the second album is, you know, you have your entire life to record that first album, mm-hmm. but then you have, like, a year to write and record the second one, so it's just right. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. If you happen well to get, said. if you happen to get signed young enough to yeah, <laughs> assuming there's a demand for that second album, right? <laughs> we gotta get something else out. Oh, we totally gloss right more? over those little those little. Oh, right there. Tremolo, baby. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Tremolo, nice. The lung. Let me tell you, there's. Anyone else want we want to weigh in on that one before we move on? The long. No, I think I think it's a straightforward just There's no uh, lyric. It's not giving me any lyrics. Uh Amazon music is fronting on me today. It's giving me no lyrics for this album. It's got it's got a couple lines in there, not a lot, but I know there's a few. Yeah? I mean I'm not looking. They usually scroll up in the middle. Yeah. I think it's about his aunt who had a lung transplant. Oh, that, good. That, that's what I'm getting from it. I like it. Mm. You got to write what you know. Typically, most of his lyrics are fairly uh, clear. Um, you know, as far as like, uh, he's, he's not, again, putting on any affect on his voice. And he's, he's coming through legibly. He's a straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Middle management written all over him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel it. This one is it's called Raisins. Raisins. Oh, Once again, he doesn't know how to spell raisins. I'll, this is just like a head bobber for me. Like this is just the groove. Like yeah. rock out to this one. Yeah. yeah. And this is like the final song on like the first side. If you if, if you were listening on vinyl, this is last song on side A. to hear the producer be like oh, okay jay do you want to do that a vocal take again are you kind of cool with that is, is that a 
clam or do you care if you're going to be on or off or if we, you know they're just charging straight forward like it seems like um, he's singing off key on those uh, inflections I, I'm going nowhere with this other than I really appreciate his voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I want to know if the producer when they were first sitting down was just like you good with that or just knew we got something here I think a good producer uh, will know. Terrible. That, well, no, Jesus. a good producer would, will know that, like, that's that's not a detriment. Yeah. I feel like I read something about them going to New York to record this album, and they, I don't know if it was a Sonic Youth producer or something. I feel like they found a producer that, like, understood what they were trying to do. Yeah, he did. He did. Son- I wrote this down. Oh, nice. I, I looked on Wikipedia. Oh. You know, it's an uh, unofficial sponsor of this podcast. He uh, produced Sonic Youth. Boom. Helmet and White Zombie. See, this guy gets uh, it. He's all, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's what he's all about. So okay, if that helps at all. I stand behind that. Yeah, this part's kind of weird and cool. I see Lou Barlow was credited as tape on this album too. Oh, so, okay. I think we're seeing it's some of that weird already. cassette tape looping. It's great because it brings it down and then it kicks right here. Nice, Phil. <laughs> I just like the unabashedness of the guitar. It's oh, like, yeah. And it was 87. It had not become uncool yet to solo. Yeah. Maybe in like indie rock it was. Maybe. Uh, he didn't give two shits. Yeah. But that's really even a later 90s thing. Like When, when, did, when did the guitar solo go out of vogue? Because Kim Taylor, he did solos... Cantrell yeah. did solo. Fucking Kurt Cobain would do a solo. He'd do a solo. Yeah, yeah. He's it was like solos. a late 90s like indie rock thing where like solos. Yeah, yeah. it just kind of went underground for a little while. Yeah. It never went away. And I think always in a live show when it's a guitarist rips out a nice solo, yeah. it's just, <laughs> it makes the world go round. I remember like new metal in the late 90s was yeah. anti-solo because I remember that's when Metallica did Sane Anger. Oh, right. Remember that? Oh, yeah. shit. And they had a no-solo rule. <laughs> Dude, that's Wait. like, uh, was that the, when they did the movie? Yes, the documentary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, some kind of monster. Oh, yes, yes. Man. Dude, Saint Anger, I Can think we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we just we do have a, talk- a whole episode about <laughs> talking about Saint Anger? Talking about Saint Anger. Um, poor Kirk Hammett. Dude, just in one general, of, one of the best in the biz, and you're gonna lock his hands up so he can't do what he does. Yeah, and like a sweetheart. Yeah, we were there fighting in the studio. And he's like, "This is my favorite line in the whole movie." And he's like, "Can't we just go in the studio and, and bang it out instead of just banging on each other, guys?" <laughs> <laughs> and they all just kind of look at him like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you happy? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, oh, you like your life? You like yourself? Go fuck yourself, Kirk. Yeah. Go ride your horses. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude, that's one of the best unintentional comedies. Oh, man. It oh, that's just... the sequel to Spinal Tap. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I never, never heard it yeah. put that way, but that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't. No. You can't even listen to the tracks if I'm not here. Yeah. I don't want you working on new shit. I'm going to pull that shit in my band and see how far I get. Dude. Do, do you remember that therapist with the Cosby sweaters? Oh, yeah. Who started giving them like oh, lyric ideas? Like, oh, he wanted yeah. to be in the band, uh, dude. Uh, yeah, they had, they had to make a hard stop on that guy. He was, <laughs> he was trying to itch his way into the band. Oh, man. You don't. Lyrics, really? <laughs> yeah, man. No. <laughs> and then no. you have Bob Rock in there with that, you know, mixing that snare sound. That's, don't talk <laughs> about the snare on St. Anger. It's the worst. It's, is that even worst. a snare? He didn't even have the like the snare on, right? It was like, Doom! yeah. That's what I mean. If it Doom! was a trash can lid, then yeah, I guess. Oh my god, that was the worst. Weird. Poor Kirk Hammett. Poor Robert Trujillo. Yeah, walking into that mess. Oh, yeah. I mean, million dollars right off the bat. That's pretty cool. Million dollars to put up with us in this album. Yeah, we realize we're dicks. So we're gonna give you a million dollars just yeah, to shut the just fuck to up put and up do it. Yeah, this is it, he. He went in there with like, this is a job. Jason hey, Newstead. Is a good job to have. Yeah. All right. Jason Newstead had the bet. He summed it up. He's like, we've made decisions of yeah. squillions and squillions of dollars. And they want to go to fucking group therapy? Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> and he's out. And listen, Echo Brain wasn't great, but yeah. he landed on his feet. Didn't he start touring with Ozzy after that? Yeah, that's right. I don't think it lasted. No. Trujillo was Ozzy's bass player. Yeah, they, so they kind of swapped for a while. Yeah. I think Jason's okay. I think he's going to be all right. Yeah. I I'm think. a big Newstead fan, especially with the Metallica. He was like an animal. Yeah. Just yeah. His, his backup vocals, where yeah. he's just yelling oh. into the mic at full blast. It's and that perfect. was missed since he yes. left. Yeah. That's missed. I saw him after he left, and it, the yeah. backup vocals not happening. Speaking of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, did you see when Metallica uh, got inducted? Yeah. And they, Trujillo and Jason played together. Yeah. And they played Master of Puppets. And Jason was yelling so loud that Trujillo just backed up off the mic. He's like, I'm not even going to do like a master, master. He's like, I- I'm not even going to deal with this dude right here. <laughs> no, no like, he's this guy's on another level. Claim. Yeah, yeah. That's his. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll do their second, dope second album. Yeah, yeah. Don't lie. Oh, that's the Ride the Lightning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a gimme right there. Yeah. And they never turn the bass. Poor, poor <laughs> any bass player in Metallica, really. Yeah. You got the sickest motherfucker, Clint yeah. Burton. No, and, he, and you're gonna bury him in the mix. What a dick! Mm. <laughs> bunch yeah, of, no, that's bunch sucks. of dicks. But here we are at the halfway point of the album. <laughs> Not digress. Um, this is a time when we like to just take a little break and give you a little pause and, and sort of give you some context of what was what was hot. I got three albums right written down right here for 1987 that came out. Uh, and two of them I listened to right around that time. One of them it took me years to come back around to. But uh, we got Joshua Tree. Oh, oh, shit, that's right. That didn't even come up when I was thinking about it. But fuck. Yeah, that's that's just a sledgehammer that 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 echoed across the music scape. Yeah. I got the With or Without You uh, 45 in my cereal box that year. Wow. <laughs> hey, what's like, you two second album? Was that uh, was it, uh, October? Boy, or is it War? I don't know. I feel like War is a third album. 
Yeah, so they have one like in the, isn't it something like Red October, Something October. October, just October. Is it just I think, October? I think that might be the second one. I think it was kind of a clunker, yeah. wasn't it? Like they got too weird. Like it's you were not, saying earlier, yeah, like they tried to get too experimental. Or something. They were. I mean, they so those first two albums, they really, really wanted to be Joy Division, like pretty bad. Mm. And to this day, their rhythm section, Clay, uh, Adam and uh, Junior. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like they they Adam are and they Junior. are like the, an extension of like Peter Hook and uh, whoever the drummer for Joy Division was. I'm like, dick. Yeah, um, I can't even mean that. I can picture him clear as day. He's always like reefing on the hi hat, like yeah, yeah. You know, just like cr- going nuts on the sixteenth notes. Uh, uh, but uh, Mullen, yeah, my, oh, Larry Mullen. Yeah. That's you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nice pull, aka Larry Mullen Senior's kid. <laughs> but who is a roofer? A lot of people yeah, didn't know yeah, that. You about don't know. Him. You don't know. Yeah, That's why he has a worker. They just. I, I think. Yeah. I think it was like the Beatles for like those first couple albums wanted to be Little Richard and Chuck Berry, and right. then you know they wanted to be that, but they didn't find their. To me, like their story starts right about maybe war. Yeah, war. I was going to say Definitely, New Year's Day, dude. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty classic. Yeah, but like by the time they hit the uh, what's the one with the castle on the front, um, rattle the, the ninth gate <laughs> with pride in the name of uh, oh man, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know this podcast is sponsored I'm, I'm, by I'm, marijuana. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm terrible about uh, album names. Yeah, uh, unforgettable fire. Oh, Thank you. nice, nice, All nice. Right. Definitely, cool. like that was that was their like, yeah. Because rattle and hum was the live album. Yeah, and yeah. people hate it, but you know what? That was like I had that VHS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when I played my very <laughs> first Battle of the Bands, at, or not even Battle of the Bands, I think it was the School Talent Show. Yeah, I had had an electric guitar for all of like three months, and we signed up to do all along the Watchtower because you two did it in Rattle and Hum. Yeah, and Bono Straight told me all I got is a red guitar, three chords, and the truth. Oh, really hit you. You made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> really talking to you, dude. I thought Rattle and Hum was dope. I remember I their version of Sunday Blunday. Sunday Blunday. Why yeah, can't yeah, I say yeah. it? Sunday yeah. bloody goddamn yeah. Sunday. Um, they do that breakdown oh, where it gets kind of chill, and yeah. he starts talking. Yeah, yeah. He starts yelling. Where's the glory in that? Yeah, <laughs> my bugging you. Don't mean to. Yeah. Fuck, that was some cool shit. And then they shit. kick back in and yes. they, you feel it. Yes. That was my favorite version of that song. And all my mom had to say about it when she'd walk into the room, she's like, my, that Bono, he flips his hair around rather suggestively. <laughs> I said, you're goddamn, you're goddamn right, mom. That says a lot more about you than it does about him. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I know I fucking love that whole movie. And wasn't B.B. Uh, B. King in Yeah. There? And didn't he say like, I remember he the first thing he says when they he comes up to me he goes I can't play chords yeah 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 I don't know I just that I'll always like no, jumped out of my no mind chords. I don't I don't know how to play any chords and Bono's just like uh, it's like yeah, dude we'll figure it out Edge will handle that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was it um we're gonna do a whole podcast about just that album and movie yeah nice it's a musical journey <laughs> coming in season three look out. <laughs> Good so album, good albums yeah, yeah, that what else? videos to go along with it. I got oh, that. yeah. Rockumentaries. Dude, have me back. I've seen Funky every Monks. rockumentary that's ever been made. <laughs> Where Deal. you stand on Funky Monks. Is that? Oh, is Ooh, that? The Red I, Hot Chili Peppers. I think I Blood, saw that on YouTube. The Blood Sugar. Okay, one. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> I think, 
And it, that, yeah, because I remember they stayed at the haunted mansion yeah, for yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, dude. Yeah. Rocky, I, we got to make a note of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> write it down. Put it in the minutes. Yeah, it's funny you said that. That'd I was like, great. I'm not seeing that. I was like, I think I watched that one on YouTube. You just see John Frusciante out of his mind, rival. right? Uh, yes, yeah, he's yeah. out of his mind. It's like sometimes I look at my erection as the enemy, and maybe I'll masturbate before we do the track, or I'll leave it alone and just use yeah. that as yeah. like. And you know what? He's got a point. He's got a point. <laughs> This is. A, a Have you heard of, so psycho? Because I think he was correct. When, uh, <laughs> I, like you, I also did a session with Steve Bergstrom. Yeah. Hashtag flat earther. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I just had a rager going into that one, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go into the bathroom and relieve myself. I'm mm-hmm. just going to use this. Uh, Put this it energy. into the music. Put yeah. it into the music. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. You can that. hear it in the track. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. What song were you on? Uh, Long Winter. Oh, nice. I think it, I think that was it. I forget the name of it, but it's long cold winter. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great record. He hasn't put it out yet. No, he hasn't. Yeah, no. I was He's been sitting on these dimes. I listened to your episode with him today. Uh huh. Again, great episode. And as far as a, a first episode for a podcast, like right out of the box, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, that we. we uh, that was an awesome experience. It was yeah. fun. I really didn't have an erection during that. I just want to clear that Stop up. Stop lying. And also, I don't know what to believe anymore. You can't walk that back. Well, once again, hashtag Steve Bergstrom, Flat Earther. Uh, appetite for Destruction Rumored came anti-Semite. Out. What? 1987. Yeah, no. yeah. 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 I'm going to steamroll over yeah, do it. bashing Steve Bergstrom. Get us, get us back on track. <laughs> exactly. Get us back on track, please. Um, appetite for Destruction. <laughs> appetite for Destruction. Didn't, didn't listen to it at all other than what the radio play was, and yeah. it took me a while to get into uh, That into was my guys. shit. I already told you that's that's my mowing the lawn. Fuck you, dad. Album right. in the headphones, <laughs> like just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I see it's you good. standing up. <laughs> Take this so cool. You were standing up riding oh, your yeah. lawnmower. I don't ride riding lawnmower. What are we talking about? You push, push yeah, all the way, please. When I was about twelve. We got a gas-powered one. <laughs> fuck. You had an old school lawnmower. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it was. I kept it sharp. All right, okay. um, White Snake too. Yeah, nice. The self-titled. Yes, Tony Kitty. You can you can hear the White Snake in Dinosaur Junior. I think. I think that influence. <laughs> One of my trying to get on top of the charts. Yeah, on that White Snake model. That slide it in. This is because White Snake. This is why I can't imagine being into Dinosaur Junior at this time. Is I like that White Snake album. One of my favorite T-shirts I had was a White Snake concert T-shirt with the that amulet or yeah, the, you yeah. know the, the snake the snake um uh my older sister got it for me at a white snake concert i didn't go to the concert but oh, i man. knew that must have been awesome <laughs> is, is this love that was yeah. huge yeah it's a good album yeah <laughs> it actually is anyway what do you have for top tens what, do you well, that, what was going on around that one's time? on there i'll let you know i'll start it uh i can't i'm down number 10 whitney by whitney houston the self-titled yeah. Couldn't really. I don't really know what the singles were on that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. But you I, know, we probably know it. You know, it was good. If somebody brought it up or did more research, we'd know it. Well, yeah. well, speaking on production around that time, that's the production of this album is different than everything I was digesting. Hundred oh, percent. Yeah. You know, there's uh, not too much reverb on the snare. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. have that cannon sound. Yeah. To the snare. I mean, I don't know if I would be able to really appreciate how 
yeah, dirty it feels and how overdriven some parts are. Right. You um, kind of thought it sounded shitty because your ears were yeah. tuned to something else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would be beyond me. That's what I feel like. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's what I feel like, dude. <laughs> Number nine, nothing like the sun sting. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's like, we'll be together tonight, right? Yeah, around that time. Sure. children too, or he Sting, was, Sting, that was, Sting I, blurs together. Dream yeah. of Blue Turtles into that. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't tell you either way. Uh, it, Solo Sting does seem to run together. I yeah. don't know. That. Oh, but number eight, Hysteria, Def Leppard, which we, yep. we've, yep. if you wanted to cut out like all the time we spent talking about Hysteria by Def Leppard in the last 10 years, it'd be like a three part. Podcast. Talk about production value, and yeah. again, Lang, yes, direct opposite or a di- you know different direction than what we're listening to now, <laughs> for oh, sure. Yeah. Different approach altogether. I don't, yeah, what if you had Mutt Lang produce Dinosaur Junior though? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> Somebody will I don't cry. Want to think about Somebody it. would have cried. Uh, number. I didn't bring my readers down. Number seven, the Lonesome Jubilee. Want to venture a guess who that was? Yeah, no idea. John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, wow. 87. That must have been like Little Pink Houses or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Lonely The Lonesome Jubilee. (laughs) I don't know about that one, John. Oh, but number six, Tunnel of Love. The Boss, Bruce Springsteen. Sure. I couldn't name anything off of that album. Tunnel of Love. Brilliant disguise. You remember that one? Mm-mm. No, I don't. Oh, do yourself. Is that the one with Courtney ever? Cox in the video? No, no it's dancing. dancing in the dark. Yeah, do come your, on, dude. do yourself. <laughs> everybody, do yourself a favor tonight and just put on uh, "Brilliant Disguise" by Bruce Springsteen. I'm not even. I'm not even like a Bruce guy. We got a friend that's a complete. He is the Bruce guy. Yeah. Shout out Steve Obasan. Yeah. Red Bank. What? Is that where he's from? Hashtag not. Flat Earther. No, no, he knows that shit. Round Earth. Earth. Yeah, yeah, he's educated. He believes in the Round Earth. Um, yeah, he believes in science. This top five is heavy, man. Number five, Faith, George Michael. Oh. Ooh, banger! Yeah, great production. Great production value. I wish it was the second album. Can't was. talk about it. You're not allowed to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! I just watched. There's like a Showtime documentary. By George, George Michael, yeah, Michael. that he that he made like was the last thing he did while he was alive. No way. From like the wham to the right whole thing, it. whole thing. Oh. That, okay, Netflix? that's challenge number two. After you listen yeah, to I'm, that Bruce Springsteen song, yeah, yeah, watch this document. Don't cry. I fucking dare you. Don't. Cry. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do that as soon as I walk oh get God. home. I'm gonna watch that, and then I'm gonna watch Funky Monks again. I need <laughs> a refresh. Funky Monks is good. I'm trying to think what else. I remember like. Rick Rubin was kind of just hitting like maximum power at that oh, point. I feel yeah. like yeah, we got thoughts he was about hitting, yeah, right at the beginning of cruising altitude. Yeah, <laughs> just he's going full Rubin. He, the beard was there because yeah. he was done with the Beastie Boys at that yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah, he had already yeah. moved on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the beard—that's when the beard arrived. He used to always have like the tight cropped, yeah, like, mine kind of yeah. like, just like. But that's when he like the full on like I'm a Buddhist now. now he's, yes. he's not he's Weird. not sitting in lotus position too much at this stage. But <laughs> no, but you can fair. see it from here. Yeah, yeah. it's funny because it's true. Yeah, <laughs> every interview I've seen him in, he's always in lotus it's position. Rough. Yeah. It's a choice, and it's an it's an obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another podcast yet. Number four. Check this out. Momentary lapse of reason by oh, wow the Pink Floyd. Wow. Ooh. 
I think that's like their first one without Roger. Do you pronounce the the the, the in Pink Floyd? I, for, I never did. For fun, sometimes. I was just a little flair. I go old school. Yeah. Throw a little like flair. 1966 <laughs> style. Yeah. The Pink Floyd. The Batman. Yes. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a live album. No, that was... It's, it's, it's best night smoke, right? Yeah, or all the beds. On the cover? All the, oh, I don't know. Beds, it's it's yeah, a, a lot of beds. A lot of Pink bulbs, Floyd, best not dwelled yeah, on. Yeah. Mm. But that's that's okay. Number three, the aforementioned White Snake by White Snake. Yeah. Crusher, introduced the world to Tani Katane. But it wasn't it wasn't popular enough to knock number two out of its spot. Bad by MJ. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah. No. Not in that time. Not <laughs> Asterisks next to everything. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. That was really uh, the whole reason I started thinking about doing this format of podcast. I was like, what if you got people on? Everyone brought their first album, their first album they ever got. And mine was Off the Wall. And I, I love Off the yeah, Wall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's rough now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've tried to work the timeline. I'm like, maybe he didn't start when he was making <laughs> off the wall. Maybe he was still got it. But that to discount all of that is like to discount everything Quincy Jones did. Oh yeah, which you can't do. Another great that's, documentary. That's the other half of the. You just got to think oh. about the work. You just got to yeah. think about the work that they put in. Yeah, separate the art from the artist. Yeah, it's not Michael Jackson playing the bass on that album. I don't think he played anything. No, he's just a singer, so. yeah. man. I don't think anybody's yeah. under the under the impression he, that he yeah. did play I mean, the that, bass. That, that was all Quincy. Like yeah. he orchestrated the whole thing. He didn't thing. even write that shit. I mean, he's barely part of the band. Anyway, I love that album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that off yeah. your chest. Yeah. <laughs> At number one, the week How- <laughs> the week of December twelfth, nineteen eighty seven. Number one album in the land, the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Oh wow! Oh, boy. Yeah. That's where we were at as a country, huh? That's we were in grips of full dirty dancing mania. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm I'm singing it in my head right now. I know you are. You that know exactly where Bill I'm Medley. Thinking. Bill Medley got to come back off of that shit. So good for you know, shout out Bill Medley. Yeah. Is that his real name? Of course not. Bill, Bill Medelstein or whatever it one if it is. <laughs> I bet Dinah was like right there, like spot number 11 or 12, though, right? Oh, they were yeah. like right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, see, usually when I look these up, they always, when you look up an album on Wikipedia, it gives you its highest chart position. Yeah. Just couldn't find it on there. <laughs> so <laughs> down, it kind of made that much of a dent. Um, he, have you checked the pitchfork chart, mister? Uh, that was the most indie thing I could five. think of <laughs> off the top of my head. It's like, oh, no. When you, when you scroll down to like accolades, it's like all five stars. And this is a very highly regarded album, critically, for sure. Yeah, yeah. something commercially. But you couldn't fit it anywhere in that ten that you just read. Are you no. kidding? Me? Are you kidding me? No. What world yeah. are you living in? <laughs> it just wasn't. Yeah, it's college. College is what must have kept them alive, right? That's it. Yeah. REM blazed the trail. College rock radio, man. True that. Yeah. Should yeah, we get into it. the second half. Yeah, right. man. Let's hit it. I'm ready. You get stuck in the tar pit. thing I love about this song is it's rocking, but it's chill. Like, it's right. more of a groove song where you just kind of play back into it. That guitar is friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Not this part. This part's a little frantic. <laughs> but the next way, it just settles right on in. Yeah, it's just big and round at, that, at this part. Yeah. 
and it just kind of hangs out. It doesn't really go anywhere. It's kind of sitting it. Yeah. And to attest to that drum line and Jay Mask is thinking about it, like that is just this, it, it's like a, a egg rolling down a hill almost. Just yes. it's like this big sunny meadow um, kind of groove. And just complements the riff perfectly. So now I love that shit. Yeah. yeah. That's the shit. He's on maximum wine in this one yeah, for sure. I love it. He's going for going for the wine. I feel like they're the fathers of so much college rock. Yeah. Yeah. There was a band in my high school called Amoeba Kiss. Amoeba Kiss? Amoeba Kiss. Okay. They sounded just like these guys. I'm just putting that together to, oh my God, they were listening to us. They were, they were hipper than us. <laughs> I thought Amoeba Kiss invented that sound. <laughs> yeah, man. These guys are really just an Amoeba Kiss ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> We were like the. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to work a paramecium joke there. Yeah. We were like, the, I hate to say it, but we were like the like the, <laughs> the candle box of our high school. <laughs> and we were never as cool as like the other bands. Like yeah. the other band, like they were called Plug with two G's, and yeah. they were they were like a super like. Punk. Like, yeah, and no, that's heavy. Their drummer was a lesbian. Like, how are we going to compete with that? That no, was you they're, they're, you're out cool to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There's number one no. and two. It was like, all right, maybe there's some space in the camel box world for us. Yeah, we did cover uh, Seek and Destroy by Metallica. Those, oh, nice. all those. Did you play uh, in high school? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I played uh, mainly drums during that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I played a lot of when I first got started. I played a lot of like Nirvana and like Weezer because those were like yeah, great yeah. drum songs to learn <laughs> on because they're easy and you can just rock out. Yeah. But then actually later I got into the Pumpkins because Jimmy Chamberlain's a oh, maniac, a monster. And then my favorite drummer of all time, William Goldsmith, Sunny Day Real Estate. He he's my oh, guy. Really? When yeah. it comes to drums, yeah. He's did he just get the hose job in the foos or what? He man. he really did, man. That was that. I'm, bummed I'm me still out. better. Yeah, maybe not as much as him, but he. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never been a, a huge Taylor Hawkins fan. To me, like he's really finessey and uh-huh. he can do stuff, but he hits a little too soft for me. Whereas, like William's just a basher, yeah, and that's what I love. Uh, one of my old drummers, Kenny, he hated that guy. He, he called him the Groove Destroyer. Taylor like, Hawkins, Taylor, uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he couldn't stand him. And I was like, oh, okay, that's some drummer shit, though. I guess. Yeah. To me, it was like, well, he's, he's pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, personally, I like Dave Grohl the most when he's drumming. I mean, oh, no, dude, his, no his, doubt. Yeah, his work with Queens of the Stone Age is just... You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Yeah. No. Songs for the Deaf. Yeah. I think that's their like third album, so it's off the table. Sorry, folks. Yes, but Smashing Pumpkins' Simon's that, Dream ooh. is not. Is it, is Steve-O and got dibs on that one? Steve, I think Steve-O's got dibs on that one. Oh, yeah, you told me that, that actually. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you with Jimmy Chamberlain. Yeah, he is a monster. I think Cause, it's because he has a jazz background. Yeah, Bringing yeah, in the sure. rock world, he just comes out of left field. It, you know, in thinking about um, when I was learning to play the drums, it was 92, 93 is when I was like finally got a drum set and, and started to play music uh, with some other people. Siamese Dream's coming out around that time. 
and just the comparison of like jesus christ that guy that is <laughs> yeah and seeing friends learn how to play on the guitar like smashing pumpkin songs knowing like there's no fucking way yeah there's no like <laughs> certain songs like what you're saying you can you can play along to uh drum track wise yeah um and find that groove it was i remember just, i could play today that one's pretty straightforward but i remember they wanted to do like geek usa and i was like guys yeah I, yeah I, I i'm not there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there it was a it was fucking a hero a yeah it's just amazing yeah same here man yeah goldsmith because I, I gently, I was gently cajole, trying to cajole you into doing that uh, Jeremy Enoch album. I remember when I first oh the solo you, one, right? Because that's a good second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I knew you were a uh, uh, Sunny Day fan. Yeah, which uh, to me maybe like the best local band. My, they're my favorite yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's it, ridiculous. It's funny their second record. I think it's just called LP Two or self titled yeah. the Pink One. Yeah, it's really really good. It's strange, but it's kind of like diary part two a little bit i mean it's like diary was kind of like the album and yeah. the next one's great but and i i could talk about that one for three hours <laughs> five, too. but yeah it seems kind of like weird to have a podcast around that album like to pick that one out in their catalog yeah because right. it, it is this kind of like weird black sheep album or something it's strange it was like called together from yeah just kind of they were like already ends. breaking up yeah they were done uh that is another podcast. So we just do a yeah. straight Sunday day real estate podcast. You and me, Boom. friend. All right. I'm down. <laughs> Call me. All right. Tweet at me, bro. We might could get a few of them. <laughs> we might could get Jeremy. You know? I it's funny you say that. I actually went to, he was doing um like a living room yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah. And he played at London Bridge Studios. Oh, and man. I went and uh, do you know uh Levi Seats from Black Belt Mastering? He's another friend of the pod. Um, Don always recommends working okay. with him to. Ma- he does a black belt mastering. Okay, and so he got me tickets to this thing, and and he works with Jeremy. I think he mastered his latest record. And after the show, he goes, "Dude, you want me to go ask Jeremy if he'll be on your podcast?" And I was like, I, "Part of me <laughs> yeah. was like, oh my god, it'd be so great." But it's like, if you know Jeremy at all, it's like that is not his bag. Like he's not the that chatty would, type. That would be- but like it'd be the ultimate like exclusive like it's like your Obama dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to facilitate that. I mean I I you can take like, the, your shit to the next level when that goes down. Yeah. I I just can't imagine him agreeing to that, but if he want I think I might be able to get William. I've been trying to hit him up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. won't return my messages yet, no, but I, I'm wearing him down. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing him down. I'll get him. <laughs> the best Nordstrom app ever that band oh yeah that's right <laughs> man you are a real fan not so not the deep cut you were dressed all grungy yeah <laughs> this is in a jar this one's all about the bass right I like this song after the last one because you really started getting sucked into the whole maskless world um, just like it just sneaks up on you and then this one hits you with a nice fresh upbeat uh, yeah it's almost poppy yeah compared to the other stuff yeah and, the, and they do that they'll bring you on this roller coaster ride where you're just straight ahead driving like this song or you're getting into this relationship world which is something that he talks about a lot 
you know, as far as subject matter, it's, uh, it's a lot of like uh, introspection kind of music. For sure. He's a deep guy. He's, he's a quiet deep, man. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Still waters run deep. That's right, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. This is, I could hear this being a Pixie song. I could hear this being a replacement song. Yeah. It's really kind of like a time capsule of that college radio sound we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. REM could have pulled this song off. It's a little, it's a little, what's frequency, Kenneth? Yeah. But that just means it's a good song. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's a good song. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course, any song is going to sound great of REM or. Replacements do it. Then they can't help themselves but freak out at the end. The hardest I ever got hit was at a Dinosaur <laughs> Junior show. <laughs> it was Lollapalooza, and uh, and the pit just started opening up more and more and getting faster and just dirtier. People getting momentum and stuff. Um, you know, as a testament to how much these guys just destroy a crowd. <clears throat> and I was you know, at the choked up about it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Do you need a minute? Yeah, I'm starting to remember just <laughs> flying out of my converse. You guys have any tissues? <laughs> we, we were there. There's with, a running bet. <laughs> again, taking my truck to a show. And uh, a whole bunch of us, there's like uh, two vehicles, tons of people. We go to Lollapalooza, like Rikers Island in New York. And, uh, and these guys were just destroying it in the middle of the afternoon. Pits opening up. To where I'm a few people back. Next thing you know, you're one person back. Next thing you know, you're on the <laughs> ring of it, and you're just like the event horizon. Dude, yeah, <laughs> there's only one maneuver, and it's like, let's see if I can get across this thing. And I just went out with my best fucking skank, and within <laughs> radical two seconds, got sent. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, off my feet, hit the ground so hard. Stood up real quick because you know you don't want to be in that position, and no. just made my way to the other side. It was, <laughs> my bell was rung. Oh man! Um, and luckily witnessed by a number of my friends. <laughs> it's just good. It was nobody good all had, around. Nobody had phones back then. But that was, yeah. uh, you know, maybe the second time I'd seen these guys. First or second? I've only seen them twice, so I get those two confused. One, I got hit in the head real hard in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, I was up at the bleachers in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Are they still touring around? Oh, yeah, they're still playing. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw I never saw them before they reunited. And um, I actually drove down to Eugene to see them play at the Wow Hall. Wow. So I was passionate about it. And it was funny because like, I was so like clueless about where Eugene actually was. I was like, oh, it's got to be close to Portland, right? And it's like, no big deal. And it's like, I think it's like another two hours <laughs> past Portland or something like that. Middle of the state. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I yeah. remember I got there right as the opening band was done. So everyone's outside smoking. So I'm, I go in and there's no one there. I go right to the front. I see Jay's massive stack of marshals. I get right up in front. <laughs> and then there's like four or five other dudes that kind of get around me. And I remember the guitar tech looks at us and he goes, do you guys have 
earbuds? And we're all just like, no. But he's just like, <laughs> it's like, you guys are fucked. And we're just like, uh, we don't care. Yeah. You know, like, and it was so funny, too. I remember it was when they first reunited, so they were just playing the first three albums. And I was talking to this dude. He goes, man, I hope they play The Wagon, which was like kind of a popular song on Green Mind, which came like two albums after this one. I remember I was like, I don't think they're going to do it, dude. Lou didn't play on that one. They're only doing the first three. Like, I don't think so, dude. Like, I, I don't think they're going to do it. So anyway, like the show starts and like, you know, four or five songs in, we're all like rocking out and they start playing The Wagon. Oh. I'll never forget. I turn around, I make eye contact with a dude and we both just like nod and we're just, yeah. it, it was just like, it was, it's like well, I'll never forget that as long as I live. It's just like, oh my god, they're playing it, and I like found the dude in the crowd, and we both were like, "Yup, that's beautiful." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even spiteful about it. He was like, "In your face!" Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, we were both yeah. like so happy. We we're like, "Oh my god, they're breaking their own rules." Oh man. All right. Well, then it's a deal. Next time they come, uh, I'm, we're all going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll Uber. Bring earplugs. Yeah. I'm too old for that shit now. <laughs> There's no cilia left in my ears anyways. Pointless of this. Lose your hearing. Oh, yeah. It's a Lou Barlow song. I hear the Stooges a little bit in this. For sure. And I like it. Good call. You're great with the references, man. <laughs> You're batting a thousand over there with the references. <laughs> If they'd only had the foresight to release this in 1992 instead. Yeah, right? Are you kidding me? But it's one of those like time continuum things where it's like the bands that came out in 92 had to be inspired by this oh, yeah. to write that music, otherwise it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Oh, it's just, you never want to be the first, I guess. It's that dino paradox. Yeah. Yeah, man. told me those last eight bars were the strokes I would have believed you not even on the one <laughs> then it just goes off again it's just for like four bars <laughs> it's so great Okay, they'll make they'll make like the March Madness Final 16 for best three beats. Ooh, for sure. Okay. I think I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. For sure, yeah, I'm good with that too. There's something that this that lends to this music is um, being able to play the drums and the guitar and have fun with how those changes are happening. Yeah. You know, and and there's there's a a signature to that. Whenever there's a guitarist that plays drums or vice versa, having those two coming from the same person often lends itself to these kind of weird changes and, and yeah. sub changes and however you're going to break down their their song format. Yeah. 
Because like, you're just so dialed in, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of you. It's like you get it. You get why he might be difficult to work with. Or, you know, or, <laughs> He's got a lot of opinions. Yeah. Like a lot of ideas about how things should be. Yeah. It's not wrong. Well, it's, right. But at some point, you just got to like prince it and just play everything on the app. Or corgan it, yeah. they would say. And Jay did that later. He had yeah. a... After Dino broke up the first time in 97, he had a thing called Jay Mascus in the Fog, where he oh, would yeah. record all the albums himself and then just get touring musicians to play with him, That's including cool. Mike Watt from the Minutemen. Oh, that, that whore. Yeah. He'll play with Iggy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and play, play with well. Iggy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Play with the Stooges. Yeah. I took, that was one of, the, uh, one of the first, not the first, one of the first concerts I took my little brother to. Was the Stooges reunion? Yeah. Nice. What? Yeah. Wow. And Mike Watt was playing with him. I yeah, think, at yeah. that point. And I remember Boss Martian opened up. And uh, the whole time, this guy up front was not feeling Boss Martian. He just finger in the air the whole time. Wow. About every 30 <laughs> seconds. Stooges! <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm the best big brother ever. This is a weird song. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to ask uh, Chris about this song as a Sebado fan. Where where I, you fall on Polito? I, I feel like this is um, the ending sequence to 2001: The Space Odyssey. <laughs> oh wow! It's like <laughs> it, it takes you there. Yeah, I'll go yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go on record. I don't like the song. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a musical journey. I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't like it when I first heard it. I I don't like it today. All I don't right. think it's that great. Well, I'll just play real quiet while we talk about Sunny Day Real Estate some more. Or there something. you go. Yeah. No, no. They, and there's usually this, on on a second album, there's usually this type of song. Like with Bjork on Post. Headphones. This, this is this headphones. Is their, oh, they're ending on it. Well, it's kind the, of the ending, too. But Ending-ish, but, it, but it's in the that same bracket where you're just like, indulgent they get bit. one for themselves yeah. kind of deal. That reminded me of like Pearl Jam. It might have been more of like a Vitology thing, but when bugs. they start doing <laughs> bugs, thank you. Yeah. Or it's just, yeah. they're just being weird for weird sake. Yeah. yeah. But this, what's funny is I thought this was like what Sebado was like. So I didn't give Sebado a chance for a really long time. Cause I was like, I don't want to hear this like ukulele tape loop stuff. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. not me. A lot of air in the room in the recording. <laughs> yeah. You got a one mic in the center yeah. and the candles yeah. burning. But when I heard bake sale and harmony, I was like, Oh dang, this is like great indie rock. Yeah. And I got totally into it. Yeah. I actually think again, like I don't like the song. I'm, I am kind of <laughs> amazed that Jay allowed this to go on the album because it's so, Again, out there and against, against the everything. Maybe like, it was so against the grain that he hit. I, mean, I feel like Jay can appreciate that. Yeah. Like, he, oh, you're going to outfuck you, me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. That was the last song. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe he was just super cool about it. Maybe he just didn't care. Maybe yeah. they needed another track. Who? Maybe he liked it. I have no idea, but I've. it's, it's out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, that's 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 kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then what? Oh, oh, my CD's messed up. Oh no, maybe, maybe this is what I'm talking about as far as going into. Uh, it, it's their long space jam that they got on this album. Mm-hmm. Number nine, number nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Still yeah. going. I mean, if yeah. you're into this, then you should just probably 
instead just go listen to like uh, Neutral Milk Hotel or something. Or you like heard done better. You try. You got low batteries on your transistor radio, and you're stuck on a desert island, trying to find it. It's like you ever tried to listen to some of those uh, solo albums from the uh, the original singer for uh, Pink Floyd. Oh, Sid Barrett. Uh, Sid Barrett, like yeah. solo records, uh, like after he was out of Pink Floyd, when the acid was really taking hold. Yeah, it sounds a lot. This reminds me a lot of that. You're like, oh shit, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're not okay, are you? Yeah, there must have been a little bit of naysaying for this to come onto the album. <laughs> Like somewhere, yeah, must have some meetings, yeah. some alley conversation. Yeah, I would have loved to heard this conversation between Jay and Lou. What kind of horse trading was going on for this? Yeah, yeah. Just take it. I think it's Velvet Underground, you man. <laughs> totally, you know? I totally get it. You don't get it? Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's dialing static. It's fucking brilliant, dude. What's not to get? We put some storm sounds over fucking riders, man. It sounds awesome. Yeah, dude. You gotta guess you're up. not artistic enough to get it. Come on. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I have another two minutes of this in me. No, actually. no, no. So, no are you serious? There's no, two yeah. more minutes left. Yeah, this is a this is going. a five. This is an almost six minute song. Can it's I a, can I get a fade out on that track, yeah. please? Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing <laughs> how much real estate Polito it takes. by Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. Oh, stop. But you know, it's like the uh, the Persians have a saying. You know, when they make the rugs, that it, right, towards, right towards the end, they, they just fuck up a stitch or two. Right, I, I because heard perfection it was a culture, but perfection is going. reserved for Allah. Yeah, okay, That's, wow. yeah, it's the same idea. Yeah, you, you don't want to piss you, off the gods. You don't by have a perfect album. Perfect. No. which is a little bit arrogant for mankind, also because really, you did you didn't. <laughs> you didn't well, you don't want to rub, but you don't want to rub his nose in it. That's all <laughs> right, I'm saying. Right. You're grateful, right? But that's Please it's don't a weird thing. Me. It's, it's, a, it's really like it don't that. finish strong, and I don't think this album finishes strong. <laughs> well, hold on, we're not done <laughs> unless you get the bonus track, which I think I don't know if it was like Japan or Europe, or, but this is the only version I've heard. But yeah, and this is worth mentioning too. So this is a cover, yeah, just like Heaven by The Cure. Correct. Released only five months before this album came out, it is like, oh wow, super fresh. Like, oh wow, and it, I didn't know that. I don't think it was released as a single until like a month before this album came out. Really? So they whatever, but whenever they started making this album, and um, the Cure song coming out, it was about five months. Wow, wow, that's fast. Yeah, really so fast. that's like when. Uh, Jimi Hendrix covered Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band the weekend it came out. Like, yeah. Live. That was like, like wow, okay, you, you like that shit. Yeah, yeah, you're on it. Who does that anymore? Yeah, nobody. I think this is kind of like a mulligan as far as, as far as ending the album. I love this cut. I yeah. like this cover. Um, but it's also uh, ending it with a cover. Yeah. Like end- there, I said it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like ending a, a set with a cover. It's yeah. just yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of like sucks all the energy out. It's funny. It I heard a little bit. I heard uh, <laughs> in an interview, someone asked Jay if he was um, a fan of the song or if he was like trying to like destroy it and like uh-huh. ruin the song. 
And Jay was like, no, I love the song. <laughs> like, this is yeah. like me trying to pay my respect. <laughs> That's yeah. what I would have guessed. Like, it, yeah. it sounds earnest. Yeah. yeah. And it got back to Robert Smith. He heard it and he said he likes the version. Yeah, because Robert's cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he gets it. <laughs> he does. I don't know if he likes Polito, but he likes this. No. <laughs> I don't know. Did they ever answer like why it just cuts out? Did they just run out of tape or something like I'm that? Like, I'm wondering the same thing. Yeah. Or I don't think they ever up. addressed it. Like somebody fucked up and they're like, ah, just, just leave it. Fuck me. Yeah. It's not even ours. We didn't even write this shit. Yeah, yeah. It's cool because when they play it live, they end it at that same spot. No shit. They don't finish the song. They end it where the record ends. No, but that's just fucking with you. I can see Robert appreciating this as a guitar player. But whammy stuff. Yeah. Honestly, don't know any guitar player does, that doesn't have respect for uh, Robert. Yeah. Show me how to do that trick. The one that makes me scream, she said. And this is still a single on the radio by the time this comes out. Like, it's a... Not since Ryan Adams covered that that complete like oh. Taylor Swift album, right? Like six months after it came out, yeah. And now we yeah, can't such, talk about Ryan Adams. Anymore. Such a good choice, too. I mean, as far as tempo wise and just a driving song. Oh yeah, they can still kind of put their own take on it. Yeah, mark, yeah. mark of a good song. It feels right in sync. works because you know robert's voice is, is got its own idiosyncrasies yeah. for sure yep fucking <laughs> <laughs> great that change always reminds me of a, a detergent commercial <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, for some reason, there's a, some Downey or whatever commercial, probably in the 90s, that uh, uh, has those two chords. Uh, huh. right before they say can never hear it. Always uh, makes me think of Faith No More for some reason right there. Oh, yeah. I can totally hear that. I don't know who did more for the whammy bars. <laughs> Well, he's got a lot of wah-wah over this whole album, like, yeah. you know, and uh, but none of it, I, I feel, is obnoxious. You know, where sometimes that wah-wah just gets on you. <laughs> uh, yeah. All, uh, what was the song off of Dirt? That's what I was thinking yeah. of, uh, Dirt. When wow, it was, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. He's just yeah, throwing and, it at and you. That's just, we're going to end it right there, because why not? You're going to cut off before they cut that's it off, ridiculous. which is early either way. They did it. That's how they do it. They do that live. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's a good album. Is that so they don't have to pay Robert all the money? They get two minutes and eight seconds 10% of that 10% off, dude. We didn't do the outro. You take the outros off of Disintegration, that's a 20-minute album. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I think this is a fucking killer album. This definitely belongs in the pantheon of great second albums. I will agree. I had so much fun uh, with this idea and just over the last couple of weeks rocking this album. Um, first time 
in I don't know how long that I listened to it. Um, and I was walking by myself, headphones, and just going through city streets and whatnot. And um, it was great soundtrack music for that. You know, it, it brought me back to a time and place listening to Dino Jr. And, um, and then I really just got to soak in it, you know, um, headphones kind of music. And then yeah. a few times I played it on the little boom box that I have. Um, and it carries, you know, if you want to play it loud, it's great. If you want to have it on medium volume, it comes along really clear, uh, through, through, uh, whatever headphones, your mind, affecting, <laughs> you know, Neil on grass Tyson. Do you want to talk Neil about the prime Grace meridian? Tyson. I stood on the prime meridian over a couple of weeks ago or like a In week Greenwich? ago. Yeah. It yeah. was awesome. <laughs> so anyway, feel the that's, juice? that's where I was that day that, uh, that I went there, I was listening to this album and like taking the tube and then this train over to fucking the prime meridian zero 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 <laughs> fucking rad and <laughs> not that this has any calls to this album but that's what i was doing throughout the day it was a nice adventure um, and it made a great soundtrack for it because it does allow you to just hit those walking strides a great pace a great you know bpms to a lot of it that little bit of change up with um live tracking you know um and then, obviously, the whole maskist world. You're going to start thinking about relationships. You're going to start thinking about where, wherever your mind's going to go. Um, I found that this album was a great accompaniment to that. Yeah. And now I have, like, a ton more Dinosaur Jr. albums to dive into. Because you... Uh, I would recommend Bug next. It's the one the that one came right after, after this? this one. It's yeah. the last one with the original lineup. It's really, really, really good. Right. Not quite as good as this one, okay. but it's still really, really good. And then it gets weird after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah. I'm into it. I'll do it. Um, Any final thoughts on this album? I mean, as the person who selected this album, I yes. just want to say, I think it's good, too. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. And... Uh, want to hear more of of that uh listen to solving sounds podcast Boom. you're on itunes and all the all the places you're in all the places I can, i'm i'm on all the places you're wherever you're listening to this amazing podcast i'm probably <laughs> on there too somewhere yeah. hiding in the corner he's on pod lemon yeah he's man on myspace Friendster. <laughs> Friendster. <laughs> just I do got a bumble account for the podcast <laughs> Check his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on here. Thanks so much pleasure. for having me. This was super was fun. Awesome. Thanks for all the shout outs for the podcast. This it's was good awesome. to have a fellow professional. And thanks for the coffee awesome. mug, man. For oh, people that man. don't know, they're on a level where they got their own merch. So just let you know, <laughs> that's hashtag part of, professional. That's part of the deal. <laughs> just know that future guys. All right. Hope you're ready for the next you got anything else to say on this episode? Maybe on the next episode. Thank you for coming in, man. Smoke weed every day.